So the leader of ISIS is dead. Thank God. And he is not in some sort of heaven with a bunch of virgins or whatever it is he believed. He's just dead. Are you talking about Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, who dies at age 48, according to the Washington Post, which made the Internet go wild? And it should. That's an amazing headline. Incredibly respectful, practically praiseworthy headline there. And the other story that uh, is getting national attention, and it should, because you've got a state that is uh, a lot of it's on fire from north to south. South, uh, Sean was just showing me some of the fires out of the Los Angeles area. Is that the fires that uh, LeBron James and his family are out running around looking for a hotel room? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. He can't find a place to stay. I mean, if with his access to money, he's driving around with his kids looking for a hotel room, that's rough for thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And then millions of people with no power and no expectation of getting it back anytime soon because of the ridiculous governing of the uh, the politicians and the power company in California. Right, right. This, uh, this road was traveled for a very long time to get to this point. This is a surprise to virtually no one who've, who's been following this issue. I remember during the horrific and disastrous 2017 fires in a similar part of the, the wine country of California, which led to death and terrible loss, um, we received stacks of emails from folks who'd been involved in energy and in forestry explaining exactly how we got to this point and how corrupt the incestuous relationship was between the utilities and the public utility commissions and the politicians that the utilities bribed through the years. You can call it lobbying if you want. It's bribery. Um, and it was infinitely clear then. It's infinitely clear now. But if the people of uh, Cal Unicornia don't wake up to it, uh, you know, the evildoers will just hope they don't, and they'll skate through this one and probably continue more or less the same policies. Although I think the pressure's on. I think some things will finally change, depending on how many people they kill this time. Anyway, moving along. So there's an update on the uh, the Thruple congresswoman? Yeah, Katie Hill. Uh, she's a Southern California congresswoman. Uh, doesn't like clothing a great deal, apparently. Has an open mind as to who she dates, has a relationship with, and is not uh, above uh, grabbing a hairbrush and giving you a nice brush, even though she has no clothes on. With her bare bottom on the hotel chair. Frequently photographed in the nude, smoking pot and brushing people's hair, but, well, she resigned. A letter to constituents saying she was stepping down with a broken heart. And she said this, and this is worth considering. This is what needs to happen so that the good people who supported me will no longer be subjected to the pain inflicted by my abusive husband and the brutality of hateful political operatives who seem to happily provide a platform to a monster who is driving a smear campaign built around cyber exploitation. I know that as long as I am in Congress, we will live fearful of what might come next and how much it will hurt. Now, I will point out to you, well, one more thing. For the mistakes made along the way and the people who have been hurt, I am sorry, and I am learning that I am not a perfect person and never pretended to be. I am learning I am not a perfect person and never pretended to be. Anyway, that's an odd sentence. She was sexing up staffers, okay? That's against the rules. It's against the House ethic rules. She's in clear, flagrant violation, and that's fine. I have no sympathy for that part. Congress passed its rules. She broke them. 
On the other hand, she said she's going to devote uh, the rest of her days to battling revenge porn, which critics blame for her downfall. So this is a great example of something, uh, an occasion where both things are true. So all those pictures came from her husband? That is my understanding Almost has to be. Yeah, I haven't heard that nailed down, but yeah, somebody with whom she was intimate was putting out those pictures, and it wasn't to help her. Um, that is, well, as we said last week, that's incredibly uncool. You were in that kind of relationship with the kind of person you were in. Okay, so now they cheated on you or you broke up or you argued or whatever. You don't get to put out those pictures and ruin their life. It's despicable behavior. It's morally, ethically, and romantically indefensible, no matter what they did. And I don't like that whole you can't date your staffers rule. I understand why they have it, but... She would have gotten away with it because it sounds like she was in uh, relationships with people who were okay with the deal. They weren't feeling like anything bad had happened there. Well, if you're talking about women, poor little stupid women, and I'm quoting a certain sort of feminist in saying that, who are not strong or smart enough to decide when to get in a relationship or when it's abusive or the power is, uh, you know, the power imbalance is uncool, whatever. Um, I tend toward the more libertarian way of thinking that, look, if you want to roll the dice and get in a relationship with your boss... As an adult. Yeah, that's your business. I get the philosophy that we just can't permit it because it's just a minefield, whether it's a university or or Congress or whatever. It's not an obvious question to me, but But, I get both sides. But none of these people are complaining about anything, right? No, no, other than being heartbroken when it broke up. So it wouldn't have come out other than... Her weirdo husband putting these pictures up. Right. So, on the A side, she was in flagrant violation of regulations, rules, that would have gotten any Republican thrown out of office, and and there would not be a single whimper of sympathy from the Democratic side. That is undoubtedly true. She needed to go. On the other hand, yeah, it appears to be revenge porn, which is morally and ethically indefensible. So where does that leave us? I don't know. Deeply troubled and 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 in thoughtful prayer. I don't. I don't know. What are you going to do? Sometimes these things happen, and and there are no winners. Oh boy! Speaking of the whole uh, sexy stuff. Now here's a question for you: Why Republican Matt Gates of Florida? Um, he called the House Ethics investigation absurd, saying, "Who among us would look perfect if every ex leaked every photo, text, or text?" The only reason she's being targeted is because she is different, because she's bisexual. What has Matt Gates got in his closet? He sent junk pics. He's a, probably <laughs> a junk pic purveyor. Yep, that's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> Clear I mean, markings. If that's a principled stand, I think it's super cool that he stood up for somebody across the aisle if he really believes that. On the other hand, those... The the congressional rules are pretty well known because of all the sex scandals and all the poor little 19-year-old pages who are being exploited by senators and congresspeople and the rest of it, uh, male and female. Um, so, I don't know. No winners here, Jack. It's all just ugly. So this was an interesting development on another... It's not Except really, that airbrushing picture. That was kind of sexy. What? Uh, a different story. This is rape and sexual harassment story. Um, NBC has decided to let employees out of their non-disclosure agreements. They can come forward with their stories of sexual harassment at the network. Ooh, they announced in- that on Friday. Interesting. Be- yeah. Because, uh, what's her name? She used to be the evening gal on uh, Fox News. Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. 
Megyn Kelly was tweeting and supporting a program by an activist group that said, if you want to get out of your non-disclosure, non-disparagement agreement with NBC, we will pay all of your legal fees. So there were activist groups out there saying, come out, ladies, and we will take care of you. And NBC, I think, realized, oh, we've been forced at the very last moment into doing the right thing. So why don't we do the right thing loudly and try to get credit for it? But they were backed way into a corner. It will be beyond interesting to see what comes out uh, about that vaunted and respected news organization. Uh, The home of MSNBC and uh, Brian, what's his name? Williams. Brian Williams. I want to say Brian Jennings. Um, Peter Jennings, God rest his soul. Uh, Brian Williams and his rounds coming into the airframe and and Rachel Maddow and her two-and-a-half-year Russia hoax. Now they'll have to account for their pervoness. Um, we Pervosity, hit a, if you will. We hit a milestone on Friday with our deficit that is worth uh, touching on, if anybody cares at all, and I'm not sure anybody does. Also, I've got five digital signs your significant other is cheating. Number one, she writes emails to her lover. <laughs> and um, why AOC is on Bernie's side as opposed to Elizabeth Warren's side. Interesting. It is kind of interesting, and it's... uh... She got a grandpa thing. (laughs) It happens. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The International Space Station made history with the first all-female spacewalk, which was marked by live television coverage and a male astronaut inside the space station yelling, KISS! (laughs) Oh, boy. That's misogyny. Run rampant is what that is. I hate it. Um... I just saw uh, photos just released of the compound where Baghdadi was uh, hanging out with his family. Yeah. It is now just rubble. It's yeah. just rocks. Oh, yeah. And we come in with, I think, eight commando-filled helicopters. Ain't going to be nothing left. Overwhelming force. Wow. Can't even imagine what that's like when you realize your time is up and, and this level of expertise and firepower is upon you. Oh, it's uh, meant to cause you to panic completely and offer no meaningful defense, and it usually works. Listen, it's a teeny tiny example, but as as Jack knows anyway, I've I've been uh, the mass shooter in police uh, and FBI training exercises a couple of times. And when the SWAT teams storm in and start to flank you, even if you're just getting hit with munition, it's called. It's essentially paintballs. And it hurts, but uh, I'm a reasonably manly fellow. I'm not a cage fighter, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've taken my knocks through years. Um, but when you see them flanking you and realize, oh, my God, I can't be looking in the same direction, same time panic comes over you even if you know all right this is going to hurt like paintballs but you'll be fine um i can't even imagine when it's deadly force people fill their pants which is exactly you know 
the intent. So we got them with no loss of uh, American lives, our best and brightest, removing from the face of the earth a man who, and look, Trump haters, it bothers me. I'm not going to blame you for being super partisan. Everybody is these days, but the sniping and the griping about the way he did it and who he didn't inform and when he didn't inform him and the rest of it is just partisan nonsense. This guy personally raped young women at knife point, at gunpoint. He personally tortured men, women, and children. He participated in the beheading of people for no sin greater than not being the right kind of Muslim. He hurled gay people and lesbians off of tall buildings to their death. And as they plummeted, all they could think was, why am I dying? This guy perpetrated astounding levels of evil and astounding amounts of it. And and Nancy Pelosi's reaction is, we were not informed. The Russians were informed, but we are not. Really? Is that where we are as a country? It's awful. Yeah, Nancy, you know why he informed the Russians? Because we're flying bunches of helicopters through airspace that they're now in control of. We gave them a heads up. Listen, a bunch of our copters are going to be flying. Something really important. Do us a favor and, and let's not make any trouble. And the Russians said, okay. So that's why they're informed. You know why you weren't informed? Because love them or hate them, Donald Trump can talk to the leader of freaking Canada and saying, hey, I hear it's cold up there. I hope you got a nice pair of boots. And it'll be on the front page of the Washington Post 15 minutes later. That's why you weren't informed. And you know that. And this is important. This is al-Baghdadi who led ISIS. How many of our guys died? How many Yazidis died or were tortured and raped to death because of this guy? And you're uttering what you know to be phony objections to some of the mechanics. Come on! Millions without power? Tens of thousands had to leave their homes in California because of fires. So you got power outages, you got fires, you got all that. Marshall will have more of that in his news coming up in a little bit. Uh, We talked a little bit last week about um, how Elizabeth Warren is making all these claims that can't possibly come true. Right. You can't do them constitutionally. You can't do them legislatively. And even if you could, they're unaffordable. She is the Santa Clausiest candidate in American history, except... For the old man, Bernie and, Sanders. Well, and then, and then, I although was, at least Bernie says, "Oh, we're going to tax the hell out of everybody." Well, that that's the different. There's the difference between Bernie and Elizabeth, the way they're perceived, according to some polling I saw over the weekend and some analysis I thought was really interesting. But so I was asking the question: Is is Elizabeth Warren standing up there and saying, "I'm going to pay for all your college, and uh, we're going to go with uh, uh, full on government health care"? Um, this, the same thing as Trump saying, we'll build a wall in Mexico, we'll pay for it. It's just a gesture. Right. It's, you don't believe they can do all of it, but it's a gesture. And, and that, that, and I was thinking, you know, that's kind of what it is. Well, apparently, uh, that's true for a lot of the people that are into Bernie. Cause I was figuring out, why is anybody with Bernie at this point? Aren't they the same candidate? It's just he's older and pick one and you'd, you'd actually win the race. Mm-hmm. Why did AOC go with Bernie and not Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. According to polls and your people who, you know, strategists who follow this kind of politics. What polls? There's a belief that Elizabeth Warren is doing the Trump thing with the wall. Trump has fought harder against illegal immigration than anybody ever has mm-hmm. without a doubt. Right. 
didn't get the wall border to border 20 feet high that Mexico paid for, but he's done more on illegal immigration than anybody does. Right. So some of the crowd is feeling that way about Elizabeth, and they don't think, they think she'll compromise. The people that want no compromise only fight for universal health care, no giving in at any level. That's the Bernie crowd, mm. and that's what AOC sees Bernie as. The, the the rest of the crowd feels like no Elizabeth you know she's saying this but she's she's she'll compromise she's going to get as much as she can so that's the and difference that's bad that's the difference between the two candidates in the eyes of the voters yeah she's seen as she's just gesturing yeah I'm going to do my best mm-hmm. Bernie is saying no 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 this this is one hundred percent I'm that, full on in that helps explain why so many Democratic strategists believe she would lose forty eight states because she won't have the Support of the true believers. Right, exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. I left okay. that part out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's part of the problem with uh, with her being unelectable. And she'll be too far left for the moderate Democrats, which is actually most of the party. Yeah. They just don't get the headlines and attention. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the nation's most populous state sitting in the dark while on fire. We've got more on the Baghdadi mission. And former GOP Representative Trey Gowdy on what's wrong with the Democratic approach to impeachment. Getting those coming up. And what's right with it, surprisingly to some. He defended some aspects of what the Democrats are doing how they're doing it. Um, Yeah, that's interesting stuff. All in the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Daddy's dead. A couple of aspects of the story that we ought to re-update you on. The unforgivable Washington Post headline about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And the unforgettable <laughs> Al Sharpton description. <laughs> Al Baghdaggy. Baghdaggy. <laughs> Al Baghdaggy. Baghdaddy. He never lets us down, does he? But we have the news of the day right now with Marshall Phillips. At the top, fires and power outages, the stories in California with the Kincaid Fire in Sonoma County wine country exploding in size overnight. Cal Fire is now saying the blaze has burned 12,000 acres overnight. It now covers over 66,000 acres. And containment of the fire dropped yesterday from 10% down to 5%. The winds are going to start dying down this morning but they are expected to pick back up tomorrow. And that ties into the other part of the story. While the power is still out to millions of people in Northern California, a lot of them were thinking, oh, we'll get the power back on later today or tomorrow. But that may not happen. The blackouts may not end once the fast winds start dying down because some areas are expected to get hit with high winds again tomorrow. You know, it's, this is overdue. A shout-out to the firefighters. And the first responders who deal with this stuff, whether it's in California or all across America, you know, in in times of crisis, man, they work hours you can't believe, put out effort you can't believe, even as their families are often at risk. So uh, shout out to you guys and gals. We appreciate it. President Trump Sunday announced the founder of ISIS and its leader, al-Baghdadi, has been killed by U.S. forces. Trump praising the U.S. intelligence agencies and the military for the successful weekend operation. The ISIS chief apparently blowing himself up in a tunnel during that raid. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. I I don't want to tip off guys in ISIS, although I don't think we have a really big audience among Islamic fundamentalists. Um, 
Remember the story when uh, when SEAL Team 6 got Bin Laden? Yes. Uh, the word was he was hiding behind his wife, which I think was an, also an effort to make him not look like a big, scary martyr right. for his, his followers. Although I have no doubt it's true. You know, he's fleeing for his life. They took him out. The president saying that he and others watched the whole operation come down, and they watched it live, and that he's saying now he might make some of that video public. We're thinking about it. We, uh, we may. Uh, the question was, am I considering releasing video footage of the raid? And we may take certain parts of it and release it, yes. Meantime, Trump again defended his decision not to inform congressional leaders before his announcement of the death, saying he was concerned about leaks. Trump singling out California Democrat Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. I've watched Adam Schiff leak. He's a corrupt politician. He's a leaker like nobody's ever seen before. Uh... There you go. Leaker like nobody's seen before. Shout out to Delta Force, by the way. They're the guys involved, I think, in this raid. Yeah. Well done, fellas. Meanwhile, Democrats continue to pursue their impeachment inquiry. Republicans continue to fight back, claiming it's illegitimate. A federal judge Friday ruled that the House proceedings are legal. Now, former Republican South Carolina Congressman Trey Gowdy was on CBS Face the Nation, and he says he doesn't believe the accusations against President Trump are worth impeaching him over, certainly not the way Democrats are going about it. I think if you're going to have private investigations with unlimited time for questioning and cross-examining witnesses, that's a good thing. What's not a good thing is to have selective leaks where you pick one sentence out of an eight-hour deposition, run to a bank of microphones, and try to, try to prejudice the outcome of an investigation. Gowdy going on to outline what he thinks works better. I prefer executive branch investigations because they're fact-centric, because you wait until the end to draw conclusions, and because there are no leaks. So I do understand the Republican frustration with the current investigation. So, long and short, again, this is one of those both-things-are-true deals. It is good at this point to be holding the investigations behind closed doors. Because it's just better. You don't unleash all quote-unquote evidence and all testimony all the time in an investigation. It clouds the waters. It's unfair to the people involved. Right. It, it puts pressure on investigators that they shouldn't be feeling. They should be chasing facts. At the same time, though, the Democrats' leaking is utterly indefensible. It's just wildly, irresponsibly partisan. And so they're doing to themselves all the things that I was just saying you want to avoid. So... They're doing the right thing in a horrifically unethical way. So so who's right? Adam Schiff, little pencil-necked Adam Schiff? Or, or is it the Demo- or the Republicans who right. held what was admittedly a stunt in storming into the room? Yeah. God, they're all so full of crap. Tear the whole thing down. Let's start again. Let it reanimate James Madison, George Washington, Tom Jefferson. They get their DNA. Clone them up. It's going to take a while till they grow to adulthood. Right. Yes. And they probably end up like slacker skateboarders because there's no, you know. Right. There's no being sure they'd become the same person. But we need to start again in this country. Meanwhile, Popeye's Chicken announcing the highly anticipated return of its chicken sandwich. Marshall, we have companies pay us to advertise. Why are we giving free publicity to Popeye's Chicken? Well, this is actually to benefit some of our listeners who may not only be hungry, but in need of a job. All right. The company announces the sandwich is going to return this Sunday, November 3rd, and with the return of the sandwich, 
comes a return of the crowds, which is why Popeyes is on a hiring frenzy. They're hiring hundreds of additional workers to help keep up with the demand for the sandwich. All right, then. Pretty savvy to do a chicken sandwich relaunch on a Sunday when your biggest chicken sandwich competitor, Chick-fil-A, is closed. Right. Interesting, interesting nice strategic move. maneuver. Yes. Boy, good luck hiring people up these days, man. Unemployment is so low. I know so many guys and and, and women in so right. many businesses, so many trades and everything. They are just desperate for people who can, you know, go a little beyond fogging a mirror. Right. Can actually, you know, <laughs> put one foot in front of the other and, and aren't wasted on Oxycontin or pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big... Uh, oh, that reminds me. I yes. got to tell you a story, speaking of being wasted, maybe... Maybe next. I uh, I stepped into a situation where the police were kind of in control of it. Ooh, okay. And, uh, believe it or not, yeah. and said, uh, give me a shot at this, would you? And they said, okay. <laughs> I'll explain in a minute. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And I say that not as an egomaniac. Uh, I'll explain to you in a moment or two what's going on. Okay. But here's here's the deal. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm I'm thinking back to the the Trey Gowdy thing, and there've been a couple of subjects we subjects we've talked about today that are great examples of the look. Have your beliefs and and be proud of them, and advocate for them. Make sure they're grounded in um you know logic and not knee jerk partisanship because all the people you hang out with think the same thing. I would try to be a smart uh, American citizen, right? Because um, it, it has to do with this incredible country we've built, and you have a responsibility to the country. Um, it, we all serve our country in different ways. But the uh, what Trey Gowdy was saying and the utter reprehensibility of, uh, of uh, Adam Schiff and these phony hearings, but the admitted screw-ups of Trump and the administration and the rest of it, do me a favor. Go ahead and have your beliefs and advocate for them and, and, and do what you do in the way you think you ought to do it. That's fine. But don't be manipulated by these disgusting politicians. There's a difference between being a, a forceful advocate of what you believe in and believing everything these wackadoodles tell you to believe. It, it, the only proper way, H.L. Mencken has said this, many people have said this, the only proper way to look at a politician is down. Okay? <laughs> Hold them, including those on your side, with suspicion and contempt. That is healthy. That's American. We don't, we don't need, uh, you know, I love this. There's a kind of libertarian meme that goes around. Some people want Democrats to be con- in control. Republicans want other people to be in control. Libertarians ask, why do you want to be controlled? Don't be a slave to these political hacks. The messaging people, the the, the money people in politics, they think you're a chump because you're jumping when they say jump. Don't be that chump. Be a critical thinker. Be suspicious. Be cynical. And and part of that, I would suggest to you, and I realize you on the right, the people on the left attack you like you're the worst person on earth. And and so being open-hearted or fair is right. tough. And on the left, you know, people calling you communist or an, Antifa member or whatever, and, right. and you're probably not. And that makes it tough to let down your guard. I'm asking you as your, my fellow Americans, 
Don't jump when the bitter, cynical hacks tell you to jump. Think more about what brings us together as a country and less about what divides us, huh? If we can't get together on Al Baghdadi getting blown up, can we get together on anything? This is a moment, my friends. I beg you to reflect on it. Perhaps over a nice cocktail this evening. At any rate, uh, more to come. Oh, I'll I'll tell you about uh, my whole thing in the middle of the night with the cops. Uh, Next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty Show, welcome. Cal Unicorny is on fire. Al Baghdadi's dead. Let's see what else. Uh, the World Series is a three to two Houston as the home team is zero and five, which is extraordinary. And uh, <laughs> it really is remarkable. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and and you know, just a final notion on uh, what I was talking about earlier: the whole you know bitter partisanship and dancing to the tune played by political hacks who are just trying to get you whipped up. Um, and, you know, I just I prefer independent thinkers. But um, I know political operatives who are pretty well known. They're very smart people. They make a lot of money who have switched size, sides more than once. Whoever will pay them the, the most. And then they will spend their days trying to whip you up as, as uh, whippy as possible on their side. And then they will cross the aisle again. Somebody writes them a check. I know talk radio show hosts who used to be hardcore right-wingy until they got a better-paying gig to be hardcore left-wingy and are as phony as a $3 bill. Just, just, just I want you to know that. Not everybody is phony. There are plenty of sincere people on either side, but just, again, don't be anybody's puppet. So I'm going to be vague about locations in this story because I don't want anybody to get in trouble because everybody was doing their best to do the right thing. I was at a place, a gathering, where maybe there was music, where lots of people were high. And I'll just leave it at that. I may ask for uh, some perspective from uh, Positive Sean, because, Sean, you're on drugs. Well, that's conjecture at best. Um, But at any rate, so there's plenty of people just having a big old time listening to the tunes and enjoying the mood-altering substance of their choice which, where I was, is perfectly legal, at least in most cases. Enjoy the tunage very much. Drugs and music, you say? Yes. Hmm. And um, <laughs> and in, indeed uh, met one of the members of the band who is a, a friend of a mutual friend, and, and it was just a, a wonderful experience, had a wonderful night. But it's, it's, it's way past time to go home, and so we go to uh, get a ride from uh, our uh, favorite ride-sharing app, which may be Uber or Lyft, but unless they're going to pay me to endorse them, I'm not going to tell you which one. Um, and Although, oh, here's a tip for you. One of them, it was a long ride to our houses, but we both knew we were going to drink, so you know we did the right thing. It was going to be $52 on one service and 124 on Ooh. the other one. So get them both and compare prices. Has to do with how many drivers are available. So anyway, so we're waiting for our driver at a gas station. Nice, big, clean, well-lit gas station. And 
we noticed this guy squatting pantless. Well, he was sitting pantless. He had a long shirt on, so it's not like his junk was hanging out. But he's he's huddled up against the gas station. It's a convenience store, big place. Just shivering. And anybody who comes near him going, ah, ah, don't kill me. Don't kill me. He's obviously having a bad trip. Right. I don't know if he's on acid or shrooms or something, but dude is out of his mind. He's a puddle. And, and out of his pants. <laughs> and significantly, as it had gotten quite chilly out of his pants. And so uh, evidently somebody in the convenience store had enough of his act, and, and the uh, cops showed up from the town I was in. And again, I'm not going to mention it, um, just in case. Although... So it was, it was, I think it was four cops with three units respond and, uh, and stand off from the guy, but kind of surround him and are trying to get a sense of what's going on. And they realize he's just a, a wasted poo butt. And so they, um, <laughs> technical term, right. And so, so they're trying to talk him into just getting up, going back to the music festival. And, and, and finding his friends or help. There are lots of medics there who trust me are used to wasted people. Yes. People with bad trips, that sort of thing. Um, and they were trying and trying, but they couldn't. And I said to my, my buddy Al Anonymous, I said, I ought to go over there. And he's like, what? No, the cops are the, no, no, no. And it went on and on. So finally I said, I'll be right back. And, I walked over, and I don't, is it, is it that I'm a dad and have been for a long time? Is it that I was a coach? Is it that I've been to some parties where perhaps people had ingested substances and needed a little bit of help? It's most likely a combination of all those experiences. Yes. And, and the fact that I know and am friendly with a hell of a lot of cops and understand better than most civilians what they do for a living. I said, I'll be right back. And I walked over, and I said to the cops, I said, give me a minute with this guy, huh? And they said, okay, <laughs> go ahead, take your shot. And so I sat down, well, I knelt down next to the guy, and I gave him the full-on uh, bad trip whisperer, dad, coach, buddy, because um, he kept saying, they're going to kill me, don't let them kill me. And I said, look at these guys, they're nice guys, they're not going to kill you. I would tell you if they're going to hurt you, they're not going to kill you. I'm not going to hurt you. And I told him my name. Um, hey, I'm Joe. What's your name? And he told me his name, and he said, my brother's name is Joe. All my brother's names are Joe. And so obviously there's like a George Foreman thing happening there. Yes. <laughs> or he was on acid. Uh, but at any rate, so I talked to the guy and talked to the guy. And if you've ever dealt with somebody like this, nothing makes sense. No. You just have to keep trying stuff until something clicks. You, Because I kept trying to say, see, right there is the festival. There's so many nice people there. And we can get you a blanket so you can be warm. And and he's, like, still afraid somebody was going to kill him over there. Who knows? If I'd said, you know, Jim Jim the Magic Bunny is over there, he might have said, oh, Jim Jim, let's go. And just got nothing. You just got to keep trying it's very much like improv where it's always just yes and, where yeah. no matter what they throw up, you go, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's great. Let's yeah. just head over here, and then it'll be even better. And it was funny. Uh, I happened to spend the next evening with a buddy of mine who just retired as a peace officer and said, ah, classic hostage negotiation tactics. I'm like, oh, really? Huh. Huh. Interesting. Um, and so finally, I got this guy up and mobilized, walking back toward the festival. When a guy appears out of nowhere and says, here's your ass. And he throws a bag at his feet. 
And the guy's like, ah, ah, he went back into full don't kill me mode. And I said, dude, dude, mellow out, would you? This guy is kind of on the edge, all right? But this guy, who knows how, had the dude's pants. So we got him back in his pants. Progress. Which was a real step forward because it was probably at that point 48 degrees and no night to be pantless. Right. And he had his shoes and he had his I'm a wacky stoner oversized Dr. Seuss beanie thing. Oh, okay. So he's putting back on his, his familiars. Yeah. And, and got that on his head and, uh, and, and got him heading back into the festival, I think. Because at that point, our, our driver was saying, I'm leaving. As here, I'm doing my Mother Teresa act. And we're like, well, we're an hour and five minutes from home. And there ain't many drivers still. So we, I, I, the guy seemed to be on a trajectory back to safety. Joe Getty, the inebriated whisperer. <sighs> I'm a middle child, Sean. I'm a helper. I can't help it. I feel like you did good that day. I hope I did. I hope the guy's all right. Kids, don't do the heavy You having drugs. a good time, Joe? Don't do There are plenty of things that are kind of just sort of kind of mood-altering, and you'll do fine. And try to keep your pants on in public. Right. Just as a fallback bedrock rule, stay panted, America.